Boy, what a night for Golden State. For a good chunk of the night, Stephen Curry had five points, but yet the Warriors were right there and they carved down a lead. The Warriors win a game where they were minus one when Curry was on the floor. Since the arrival of one Wardell, Stephen Curry, it has really been maybe one or two games where they've been able to say that. They've been able to win a game with Curry's minutes in a negative. And you got to feel great about that if you're the team. You have to. Nemanja Bialica puts on the headset. Nemanja, first of all, congratulations on the win. It started a little rough, but you guys just kind of found a way tonight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, um, we didn't play in a while. Like, I think almost three days we were out, like uh, without a game, so we kind of we kind of were rusty a little bit. But like, uh, you know, first five minutes we had like six turnovers, but after that we pick it up, especially in defense and. Uh, um, we play we play much better like second quarter like I think second unit did a great job today uh, especially Gary I mean JP he was uh, he was uh, he found his rhythm so every other night uh, you know some other player uh, uh, help us so we are like we have great players here Nemanja how much fun are you having being able to, to show people what you can do with the ball, your passing, your your ability to rebound a little bit. It just looks like you're having a blast out there. Yeah, I mean, I really have fun. Like, I'm trying to win. Uh, like, that's why I came here, like, uh, because this is, like, one of the best organi- organizations. They, they, they always want to win, uh, and it's, uh, it's a pleasure. And, like, uh, I feel amazing to be around these guys, like, uh, you know. What was the key to the defense there in the third quarter, Nemanja? I mean, uh, we were like, uh, uh, we just read. Uh, we, we brought the energy, uh, especially Gary. Uh, we were aggressive in defense. Like, uh, we had like a lot, a lot of options to switch on pick and roll. Uh, you know, Draymond, he always trying to help you to find your man. Like, uh, He's our vocal, vocal leader and like uh, one of the best defenders in the league. So it's much easier to play with a guy with a guy like him. He, he's so, so so unselfish and like everybody here. So like uh, it's really fun to play, especially with with Andre in, uh, with me in second unit. Like I really have fun playing with him. Uh, Gary Payton had a heck of a night, and I was telling Tim. He's scary to put the ball on the ground against. He just has such great timing. What do you see in him that makes him such a good defender? He you know his role. Like um, he's so he he works hard. Like every day, um, you know, it's uh, he's true professional, great teammate, and you know he deserved he deserved this um, uh, opportunity. And he showed that uh, you know he can he can play. Well, Nemanja, thank you so much for coming by and chatting with us. You were on the floor when you got this thing turned around tonight. Job well done. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thanks, Nemanja. Nemanja Bialica, 114-92 was the final. It was a great atmosphere here tonight at Chase. And I don't know. The, the, the Warriors were impressive in, in, in how they won in L.A. and how they beat the Clippers. Um, uh, but this one, this one was really impressive because of how poorly this game started, how rough it was in that first quarter. My yeah, goodness. if uh, if vomit had a basketball equivalent, the first quarter would be it. Basically, the first quarter was just yak, oh. and 
after sorry about the uh, imagery. <laughs> after the first quarter, the Warriors were plus five on the turnover slate, and they were plus six in field goal attempts. They were down nine field goal attempts in in one quarter. That's tough to do. And they tightened it up, tightened up the defense. That third quarter was incredible. And I thought that was kind of the difference, if you take it in a nutshell. First quarter, the Warriors were throwing the ball all over the place, only down five. Third quarter, the Hornets were kind of tossing the ball around the yard, and the Warriors took advantage, but they were plus 12 in that quarter. And then they kind of continued on in the uh, in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter as well. But defensively, they held them to 40 points in the second half. So the defense really tightened up. And they started getting shots up and start, start, stopped turning the ball over. Excuse me. But it was a nice win. And you could tell, too. I mean, Steve was fired up. He had some fist pumps. And, he was, you know, he, he was. He you was, wanted this one. Yeah, he really wanted this yeah. one. And it, it was a good win against a good team. And they got up to a slow start. And it didn't really include Steph. You know, it always includes Steph. You did take that. When I say that, I mean it doesn't include Steph in the stat sheet. Everything always includes Steph because when Steph's on the court, he makes it easier for everybody else. So that just, that's the baseline. Everyone should understand what I'm talking about him. He always affects the game, period. But as far as numerically, uh, getting the points he's, he's used to getting and we're used to seeing him getting now, he did have eight rebounds and nine assists because Steph never just has a game where it's like, uh, you know, fourteen zero one or it's fourteen one zero, and if they do, they're super rare. So he always affects the game. But everyone else, Jordan Poole was on fire in the first half. Gary Payton the third had some big moments for him. Damian Lee is just continuing to be a rock coming off that bench. Uh, Wiggins got going in the second half, so it, it, that's a that's a good sign for this team that it doesn't have to be step all the time he doesn't always have to be involved that everyone else can pick up the slack when he has a game like this and say you know what we got you tonight we got you tonight not only do they have him tonight they had him tonight to the tune of a 20 22 i stopped looking after a while 22 point victory that's amazing which means they were plus 23 in non-curry minutes they were minus one when steph was on the floor tonight and you take that and the fact that he had only five points at the end of three and the Warriors win going away, I think it's a great sign. Great. I think it's a great sign. Absolutely. Now, that has to make everyone feel like, hey, we don't always need him. He's the guy. He's the man. He's going to be there for us 95% of the time. But when he's not, we got him. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he you know, ends up with 14 points and 8 assists. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't have thought he had that many assists, but he looked good. But I, I tell you. Uh, my early leader in the clubhouse for most improved player is Miles Bridges. He looked really good tonight. I think that's a really good pick. Oh, man. <laughs> He's been fantastic. I mean, 5 for 9 from beyond the arc, 12 for 22. Had his uh, 9 rebounds. He does a little inside, a little outside for you. No, I really like him. And, again, it takes players sometimes a few years to get into the groove and really feel comfortable so we can go out there and play. You're not always thinking through things. When is the coach going to take me out? If I miss a couple of shots, oh, I'm messing up. And you finally kind of figure it out, and it clicks. It just clicks. The game slows down for you, and you see things you didn't normally see because the game was moving too fast for you. You can tell the game slowed down for him. You know, and it's funny, too, because now you hear two guys, again, we, we talked about in, the, in way back on Press Table in the pregame show, 
Miles Bridges tonight, 32 points. His counterpart, Jordan Poole, has 31. Both guys that in your rookie, in their rookie years, you would have said there's no way they're going to have games like this. No. And yet here we are in year four for Bridges, year three for Poole, and you know the lights on for both of those guys, which is great to see. Again, the game slowed down for him, and they both have taken different routes. Jordan Poole's uh, included a detour to Orlando, and he came back a, a different player. And now he's a viable scoring threat uh, for them if Steph Curry, because if he didn't have it going when Steph didn't have it going, uh, they could yeah. have been down a lot more. Oh, I've been, yeah. A lot more. So it, it's good to see him have those type of games and get validated for the work he's put in. No question about it. Um you know what? And Steve has mentioned this a couple times, but it's it's absolutely true. Strength in numbers is back. It is. No, I thought that from the beginning of the year. Yeah. It, it, they're, they're, there's a little bit of a 2015 vibe with this team. Now, they're different because that team had centers. This team doesn't have centers. They don't have Boga. They don't have Festus. Uh, they don't have that type of length down low. But as far as being able to go 10 deep and count on guys to come in, uh, they have shooters like that team did. And this team has shooters. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that. Uh, it's not just relying on three or four guys. We're going to – we have to utilize everybody. Uh, I just I just looked at this. When do you think the last time somebody shot more threes than Steph on the Warriors? Wow. Because Jordan Poole not only, not only outshot – he shot five more threes than Steph. Now, I'm guessing it would have to be Clay. Had to be Clay, yeah. Had to be Clay. And even if Clay did it, he didn't do it often. Uh, But Clay, I'm sure, did it a a number of times. But dang. Let's get our statistician, Alan, two phones brown on that. He just (laughs) secured one of the phones. What's he, a Batman villain? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not asking. (laughs) I don't know what his side deal is. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's when when they come to when they come to talk to me, I'm gonna say I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah. I yep. see yep. nothing. Sergeant Schultz, baby, <laughs> exactly. my hero. Um, oh man! So uh, we look forward to New Orleans on Friday. Well, I'm and... glad you told me because I didn't know who they were playing. <laughs> I still got that player and be like, hey, are they playing? Who are they playing on Friday? Yeah. It's like uh, the the old. If you ask the players before they walked in the locker room, half of them would be like, "I don't know," because we did, we never knew. I never knew who we were playing. I knew how long a road trip was, right? And I knew how long a homestand was. But players never get that far ahead. It's just like you just oh, who do we play next? All right, because there's so many games, right? You just don't, uh, you know. I remember when my buddies were coming to visit and they wanted to go to the games, and we'd all come up. They call come up and stay at the the house. Who, who are you guys playing next week? I don't know. I just know we're playing like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's all I know. I don't know who we're playing. Oh, and then I'd tell them, oh, what? If I tell you some bum teams, you're not going to come up for the week? They're like, oh, maybe. Maybe we'll come up. Maybe we won't. I'm not sure. Who are you playing? And it always, it's always the same. Lakers playing? I'm like, look, you're not getting Laker tickets. You're not coming to my game on my tickets rooting against me. Go, That's not going to happen. <laughs> Go beat it! <laughs> oh, wow, uh, it's like the old uh, football player Mercury Morris. I did an interview with him years ago. Did you really? <clears throat> yeah, love Mercury Morris, number twenty-two. Yep. And I asked him about you know, uh, you know, did you ever get you know banged up where you're like you you know 
you had trouble thinking. You know, this is way before, you know, they were studying concussions and things like that. So you get your bell rung and, you know, yeah, because I wouldn't remember the play. And I, I go ask the offensive lineman and they would go, I don't know. All I don't know is I got this guy here. <laughs> Big help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So. Was there a better three-headed uh, running back group than that? Oh, no. Kick Zonka Morris? Man. That was incredible. Man. And they all did something different, too. The power guy, the speed guy, and the guy that could do a little bit of everything. And, yeah, and catch, kick. A, catch a pass coming out of the backfield. Yep. Bit, yeah. That's still one of the most amazing stats of all. Uh, the Dolphins won a Super Bowl. I think Greasy threw like six passes in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Well, six passes. You, you know, you know what I'm. I'm in. We're way off course here. We're I know. Here. I know. <laughs> hey, we went down the rabbit hole. See, give us a break. It's, so, it happens occasionally. I'm an, I'm an American Football League geek. I, I, I grew up with you know seeing games in San Diego and Boston, and um, as a little kid, we lad, as we like to say, and so. Um, but I have all the hand-me-down programs and things. I got a couple programs, cards, things like that. So. Uh, the NFL was so secure in their beliefs, like coming into the Super Bowls after Green Bay, that the the Colts didn't change anything on their defense. So all Joe Namath would walk up, he would call the audible, oh, they're going to overplay here, we're going to go this way. And so then the next year, the Vikings in Super Bowl four went an entire game without putting a man in motion. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. That's, that's how, a good one. That's how secure their belief was that we were just going to line up and beat you. That is a oh, good story. Man. Wow. I know. Right, how I do know, we swing R- it back to basketball? I know R.C. Davis is happy about that story. He's Oh, R.C.'s pumped. He's pumped. He, he loves that stuff. You know, now, if we had told a Frank O'Hara story, he'd be all on board with that. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Todd, Todd Blackledge, <laughs> something like that. He'd be like, oh, cool. Talk about talk about Penn State some more. Lido Mitchell. Oh, it's a great story. I, I, look, look, let's, let's end on a, a <laughs> Lido Mitchell. You went back for that wow, one. Wow, we're like careening off the, yes. the, the cliffs, the sheer cliffs. Uh, ping, ping. I will. I will say this: We get, got New Orleans. Like obviously, they don't have Zion. They still have Brandon yep. Ingram. Yep. He's going to be trouble. Uh, always is. But I will say this: I I could watch Gary Payton the second play all day long. Well, if he can give them a little bit offensively, like his shot looks better. Yeah. And if he's a guy that can hit a few shots, he's not going to hit forty. He didn't have to hit forty, but thirty three percent, thirty four percent, and and make a few plays offensively. That was a good decision they made, yeah. not keeping Avery Bradley and keeping him. Because, look, Avery Bradley's a vet, and his worth will be not only throughout the year but toward the end of the year because he's been through a lot of those battles. And that's something that uh, Gary Payton III doesn't have. But what he does have is younger legs, fresher body, and a guy that costs less. And that, that, that comes into play if guys are really, really close. And he has no fear. I, I like him. None. I, I like him a lot. <clears throat> I think he can add. He gets after everybody defensively. He's got really good timing uh, defensively. So, And Steve's not afraid to play anybody on the bench. Yeah. If you're on the bench, you might play. And he loves playing a lot of people. So, you know, I didn't think much of him. Because I thought, well, he's such a liability offensively. It'd be nice to have him from defense. You know, maybe you can put him in here uh, occasionally for a stint, but you don't want to be playing four and five. I don't know that you are anymore. When I've watched him play early this season, I'm like, you know what? He's a guy that you can't just, like, walk away from him 
and he looks confident in his abilities. So if that's the case, he might have found something. He's such a good leaper. He can score close to the basket yeah, over he's bigger a guys. Big-time leaper. Yeah. He gets up. His dad only wishes he could get up that high. <laughs> There's no way Gary Payton get up that high. Although Gary Payton's in the Hall of Fame, so he's like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I'm he, good. I think he's pretty secure in his, his house. I think, yeah. think GP is probably okay. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you Friday. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's always, uh, it's just, I mean, this is, critical is the wrong word because it's not critical. It's early in the season. But, boy, this could have a real nice impact and, and a jumping off point for the rest of the season. I mean, you get off to a really good start, which they already have, and you keep it going throughout the homestand and, and put a nice homestand together, or two and one on the on the homestand so far. You start looking, you start stacking wins together. This could be the start of looking at something, and all of a sudden you're looking, you know, 30, 30 games into the season, you're like, we got something going here. Yeah. And it starts, it starts right now. All right, man. I will talk to you Friday. See you Friday. All right, Tim. That is Tom Tolbert. I'm Tim Roy.